is the last week of Lent, beginning on Palm Sunday and including Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. During Holy Week, we recognize that nothing could stop Jesus from going to the cross. On Palm Sunday, we remember Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem to celebrate Passover, when crowds of Passover pilgrims laid palm branches at his feet and shouted, Hosanna, as he rode on a donkey. This is a day to celebrate Jesus as King of Kings, even as we soberly remember that in a few days, another crowd will chant, Crucify Him. On Holy Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we remember the cleansing of the temple and Jesus' final teachings, miracles, and increasingly hostile interactions with the religious authorities. And what about Maundy Thursday? Well, Maundy comes from the Latin word for commandment. We remember the new commandment Jesus gave to his disciples at the Last Supper, that we love one another. Some communities may also mark this night with a traditional Passover meal and with the reenactment of Jesus' foot washing of the disciples. And then we come to the worst and best day of all time, Good Friday. For the joy set before him, Jesus allowed himself to be crucified in spite of the pain, the shame, and the horror. The crucifixion of Jesus is the turning point in all of history. The Son of God was crucified on the tree that he'd created. The one who'd lived the perfect life that we couldn't live, died the death that we deserved, taking all our sin upon himself as the perfect sacrifice, atoning for us so we could be adopted into the family of God. And then we turn to the least understood day of Holy Week. So we're going to spend a little bit more time here. Holy Saturday. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world, by darkness slain. This is the dull ache of the disciples' reality. This really happened. Jesus is dead. The disciples had no way of knowing that this was actually the first stop on Jesus' victory tour. Because of his human nature, Jesus experienced death as all humans do. His body was buried and his soul departed to the place of the dead. And while there, because of his divine nature, he proclaimed his victory over death and hell and he took Satan's keys to the place. The hypostatic union, the union of Christ's divine and human natures, did not end during his death and descent. The Apostles' Creed famously says he descended to hell. But the ancient Christians didn't mean he descended to the place of torment, but rather to what Jesus himself referred to as Abraham's bosom or paradise. While the souls of the unrighteous were in torment, the righteous saints were in paradise. But this was still not the presence of God that would be possible after Jesus atoned for all sin. So Jesus experienced death as all humans do, his body in the grave, and his soul in the place of the righteous dead. But because he was the incarnate Son, he proclaimed the victory that he had won on the cross, preaching his triumph to the fallen angels, the unrighteous dead, and the Old Testament saints, those who believed in faith that God would one day fulfill his covenant with them. Here's another way to say it. Because Jesus, in his humanity, experienced death while hypostatically united with his divine nature, Baptist scholar Matthew Emerson teaches, death is swallowed up by the triune God and defeated.
Christ vicariously experiences death and conquers it fully and completely, precisely because he is the God-man. He proclaimed his victory in hell, then he led all the righteous saints out to be in the presence of the Lord forever. Because Jesus knows what it's like to die, he comforts us in our own preparation and the hour of our death. And because he led the captives out, we know that to be absent from flesh is to be present with the Lord. And that is how Holy Week helps you and helps me.